0: Paranormal Perception is conjured by the Audio Wizards at 22 Creations Multimedia LLC and sponsored by Paralink.com, Alien Soda Company, and Coffinco.com. Keep listening to find out more about each of them. Welcome to Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. This is the home of O.C. Paracon and Not The Same Old Paranormal.
1: What does Not The Same Old Paranormal sound like?
0: UAPs, cryptids, folklore and urban legends, glitches in the Matrix, prophecies, your ghost stories, and even paranormal films. That's what Not The Same Old Paranormal sounds like. This is the world that you know. This is Paranormal Perceptions. With Henry San Miguel and featuring Crystal Arona. A different perception begins now. This week, because of upgrades being added to the Paranormal Perception Studios, I'm going to replay a couple of segments from the past. As you can see from the title, they're going to feature the show's paranormal consultant. Not Unearthing the Supernatural, the show's original consultant. You'll see who that is in a moment. Now that we're all seeing Halloween decorations pop up in stores, how about you add to your paranormal clothing collection to get ready? Alien Soda Company features a lot of paranormal and pop culture themed designs on t-shirts, some bowling shirts, Hawaiian shirts, tank tops, posters, coffee mugs, even shower curtains. New items are added on a regular basis, so visit aliensodacompany.shop to prepare for the 2023 spooky season. Later on in this episode, I'm going to tell you how you can take 10% off your order. So, keep listening. This is Paranormal Perception Perception with Henry San Miguel. Miguel. So, we've had to vacate the Paranormal Perception studios this week because they're haunted. No, (laughs) No, because, yeah, like we'd leave if it was haunted. No, it's because some electrical upgrades are being added. They, they, they might be done, actually, by the time you're listening to this episode, but that didn't give me enough time to get a new episode ready for you. So instead, I'm going to go back to, to 2018, back to Paranormal Perception's first season, actually, to a few days before Paranormal Perception had actually debuted. I'd just been introduced back then to extreme hot survivor Doug Carnahan. And he would be at the Tahoe Biltmore event where Paranormal Perception was going to premiere live. Yeah, during the Paracon. Pretty cool, actually. I invited Doug to join me, not on Paranormal Perception, because we didn't exist yet, but on the other show that I had, the Geek Speak show. So this is the first time that we spoke to Doug. We being myself, of course, and Paranormal Perception's original co-host, Aaron Olash. Aaron also is the one who... Gave the show its name. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times in other interviews. Anyway, this is our first short chat with our, well, we didn't know it at the time, but our soon-to-be paranormal consultant, Doug Carnahan, from September of
2: 2018. This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows.
0: And he is now on the Geek Speak show. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks uh, thanks so much for having me
3: uh,
0: on the show. It's uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. So the, the first thing I wanted to, to get to you uh, and ask, ask you is, like I just said, you describe yourself as an extreme haunted survivor. That's the first time, honestly, I've heard somebody describe themselves as an extreme haunted Haunted survivors. So, what what, is, what exactly do you mean by extreme haunted?
3: Well, you know, there's a lot of people that in uh, out there that's had experiences as far as uh, living in haunted houses and experiencing, you know, uh, things maybe moving in the house or seeing a an apparition going down the hallway, uh, something of that nature. That they have experienced a haunting. But myself, uh, it became extreme when it became uh, very physical, very personal. Uh, for a six-month period uh, back in the early 80s, uh, I was physically attacked almost on a daily basis uh, in my home. And it became so extreme, uh, I went from slapping, punching, to biting, choking, and actually being tossed around like a rag doll. So that's, that's pretty extreme in my book.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It doesn't start with, like, your pinky going numb or anything. <laughs> i wish
1: that's happening to me right now
0: yeah no because it's happening to erin and she was like oh my god something's happening like just calm down i think he's having a
3: stroke it it actually (laughs) happened to me getting up to get a beer uh, out of the kitchen so yeah i was watching tv and and uh i was uh commercial came up and i said you know i feel like a beer so i started walking across the uh, the living room uh into the kitchen and i don't know two or three steps into it i got hitting the chest so hard, it almost knocked me down. I'm a pretty good sized guy. And it would take a lot of force to knock me down. And at that point, the paranormal wasn't part of my life. I had no clue about hauntings and spirits and things of that nature. Uh, As I said, it was back in the early 80s. So uh, we didn't really have all the access we have today and all the information we have today.
0: Yeah, I mean, and something like that, like like, like you said. Uh, I mean, because I'm, I'm I'm a pretty big guy too. I used to play football and everything, so I, you kind of had to be big. But when when something pushes someone like us and and we fall, we know okay, and we we know we were the only one in the house. I, something pushed me. I didn't accidentally slip on yeah. a banana peel or something. So that's when you kind of start yeah. thinking about it. So, so for you, what was the point where you you in in your mind said, okay, this this is like something really paranormal. It's uh, it's happening too much. What, what what finally convinced you that it was something paranormal?
3: You know, and and that's a great question. And it was funny because my first thought it was kind of it was a rainy, cold you know the, the old typical rainy, cold uh, night. And
0: I wait, 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 wait! I got to do it. It's a cold, yeah. dark night. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go. And and I honestly believed at at first I got hit by electricity. I got hit like either I got hit by a lightning or something popped out of the wall and hit me because the, I could smell, you, you smell, you know, the burning smell of like wires or whatever. Yeah. You can smell that. I could smell that in the air. And I, my first thought was I got hit by electricity. Um, cause I've leaned up, you know, I've leaned up against, uh, you know, like a cattle fence or horse fence, you know, got popped in the face yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
3: with electric fence, you know, and that will knock you down. <laughs> yeah. it, kind of, it kind of felt like that at first. Uh, but it, it took me probably because I got, I got punched um, three times that night. It probably took me about the third time to really figure out, now this is something other than I, there's nothing shocking me. There's something actually physically here that I can't explain.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, that that's when you know. It. And I was laughing when you said that because I remember a story that, that Devin, Devin says, like I said, he's come on many times. He told us one time they were investigating. He walked into a room, he got punched in the face, and all the investigators came. Like ten minutes go by, and then finally, oh, are, are you okay? Because like I said, everybody's different because they're they're measuring the, uh, the you know the mark on his face, taking pictures, all, right. all of that. <laughs> um, so so um for you, I mean, let's go from that. Mm-hmm. Most people, when something like that happens. They run for the hills. Like, I don't want, I, they leave the house. I don't want nothing to do with with that stuff. You went the opposite. Right. You actually, it made you want to become an investigator and know more about this. So, so what What about it made you, instead of run away from it, made you say, you know what, I want to find out more. What's What's going on here?
3: You know, well, I, I kind of, this, this went on for six months and it progressively got worse and worse and worse. And um, halfway through it, I decided I wasn't going to be a victim. I wasn't going to allow whatever this entity is to take over my life and, and control me. Um, and at that point I started to verbally and mentally trying to combat this. And, 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 um, I think what, what basically happened is once it, it dissipated and left, um, my thought process was if that could happen to me, w- what could it do to a child? What could it do to a, a, a woman? What could it do? Um, you know, to a family. So I, a, again, back in the eighties, we didn't have all the access to computers and all that we have now. So basically I, what I did, what I went out to metaphysical bookstores and I put up posters and said, are you experiencing this? And left my number. And I started getting calls left and right, left and right. At least two or three calls a week. So uh, that's where it kind of, that's where kind of started for me. To okay. Go out and, that's interesting.
1: So that's actually how you got into it. I know, I think that's really cool that you went that route because I know that if I was getting punched by something and I knew I couldn't punch it back, it mm. <laughs> really pissed me off. Um, <laughs> but how, I know everyone's story is probably different, but how do you actually become a paranormal investigator?
3: Well, there was no kits back then. There was. You couldn't go online <laughs> and buy buy your little special kit and and have special sunglasses and shirts made. That didn't exist back then. Um, Basically, um, what I I did was trial and error. Would I suggest today what I did back then? Would I stand up to a demonic entity? Would I tell a customer that or not a customer so much but a client that? Would I tell them that today? Hell no. (laughs) There's no way I say stand there and take it. There's there's resources now that I'm aware of and everybody else is aware of now, where we can go and actually get help, and and help remove these things. Um, but back then it was trial and error. Uh, I did I did a lot of reading. Um, the Warrens were a pretty big influence on me, um, and I did I read everything I could about them. Uh, but they were East Coast. There was nothing out here in the West Coast. So it was it was pretty difficult at first, but with the trial and error, with the experimenting, you know, doing different things um, over the years, I've been very successful in what I do.
1: Lots of trial and error. So wait, Aaron, uh-huh. I
0: got I gotta fire myself. Yeah. I, for, I for, Doug. I, for, I forgot this when I introduced you. Yeah, I gotta forget. You're on our side of the coast. You you started the MPI, so. Tell let me have you do it tell everybody what mpi is because because yeah they're the they, uh they were east Coast but you are over here on our side so talk about that real quick
3: yeah yeah I'm on your side brother <laughs> 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 yeah well mpi is norcal paranormal investigators and it's it uh started out as just me a one-man show and and that it was that way for years and years and years um and then I started to uh to bring some people in people that were interested in what I was doing and and I felt had the, the grit and uh, the staying power to, uh, to come and join me and learn. Um, so MPI has been uh, around for a, a long, long time. And, um, and it will continue to go. I mean, we've had a change of hands uh, as far as people, um, just like any other type of company or business or whatever. You know, you always have, uh, you know, rotation. New people come in, old people leave, they do their own thing. Devin was on my team years ago. That's how we first met. And uh, Devin and I worked together for many, many years. And we had some very interesting uh, cases together. So, um, But that's, that's how MPI came to be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of, of uh, what we've done over the years.
0: Yeah, like I said I had to fire myself because I forgot to mention that when I introduced the, <laughs> the top of the show.
1: What do you remember about your first paranormal investigation? Being scared. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Being scared
3: I'm going to screw this up or disappoint the uh, the clients, the people I was trying to help. It was a pretty nasty case. Most of my cases are of the negative uh type of entities. So, um and this was this one of my first cases was a family uh, that was over in uh, Napa Sonoma area that was experiencing a very very dark entity. Um, the daughter was involved in in um, doing uh, a little black magic and Ouija boarding and things of that nature. Of course, she wasn't um, telling the parents that, but that's how she conjured up some. Uh, pretty nasty uh, entities and uh, it was it was a pretty interesting and tough case um but we got through it and they're now today as far as i know they're back to normal and happy and healthy and but that you know that's 30 plus years ago
0: do you, have you ever or do you ever worry about any of these entities following you home or, or going coming home with you after you investigate them
3: you know, we do the, reg- the the regular prayers. We, you know, tell them they need to stay and, and can't come with us. But a, a really quick, funny story was uh, in Nevada uh, City, California, we were um, doing some filming one weekend um, and we went up a weekend prior to do some prepping and kind of get a walk of the, the place that was called the U.S. Hotel back in the day. I think it's changed hands now, but very interesting and very active location. Uh, funny thing about it, we just walked. We were walking. We were doing some EVPs. We weren't really investigating in our minds. But the funny thing about it, we got in the car. We started heading down the the highway, heading back home, and talking about it. I had a my son was in the back seat on the far side, and I was driving. And I had a, one of my partners was in the you know shotgun, and uh, we're talking. And all of a sudden, the back of my hair started. Somebody was pulling the back of my hair. Now, I thought it was my son just messing around. So I turn around and say, hey, dude, knock it off. You know, he goes, and he gives you that look, that teenager look going like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, I know very well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and I go, don't pull my hair. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. So driving along, maybe another half a mile, boom, pulls my hair again. I go, dude, knock it off. He goes, I don't know. I can't reach you. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And about that time. Uh, my partner that was riding shotgun kind of turned around and looked and he, in the back, a big glob of air in the back of my head just stood straight up like somebody was pulling it and my son wasn't anywhere near it. And he goes, Oh my God, dude, we got a hitchhiker. So, <laughs> so I pull, immediately pulled over, got out of the car and opened the door and I said, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go on back. I, you can't come with us and I'll be dang, uh, the rest of the rest of the trip was fine home the next week when we went in there to investigate, we do an EVPs, uh, we got an EVP of a, a woman spirit saying, uh, thank you for the ride. Oh
1: <laughs> like, my gosh. Yeah.
3: It was a trip.
1: <laughs> so, <it> was like, <laughs> oh <my. laughs>
3: so yeah, there's, there's interesting, but that, that, as far as I know, that was the, the one and only time that, the that we kind of uh, let our guard down, and we and uh, luckily we haven't had any sense as far as I know.
0: Well, see, you experienced for real what the uh, the haunted mansion promises. It, 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 they're, they're hitchhiking ghosts. They're gonna go home with you. That <laughs> That's ball. right. Doug actually <laughs> experienced it. Um, so let's go to, to what I did mention in the intro. That I didn't forget. Gee, I wonder why. What's in front of me? The microphone. What, who or what made you want to start the the radio show?
3: You know, I just, um, I felt I was getting a lot of, of, uh, back in the day we didn't have the Facebook, we had the, uh, MySpace and I was getting a lot of people out there just bombarding me with questions and, and most of the questions or a lot of the questions were, you know, just repetitive over and over and over. So I felt, you know, why don't I just do like a weekly radio show and I can kind of reach the masses and, um and get out there and and kind of address everybody's issues or kind of help them that way. And that way we can kind of, uh, you know, expedite helping people. Um, the radio show went from a blog talk radio show to a, um, uh, to a show that uh, FM show that we did uh, through um, uh, Kansas city, Missouri called Jackalope. And uh, we were able to expand it there. Uh, we were, we would get uh, people from not only um, North America, but also Europe uh, and Asia would uh, come and listen to the show and be in the chat rooms. And it was pretty amazing. I, I really enjoyed doing it. Um, it was six years that we had the show, Rita G and I, and um, it was fun, but I, I kind of set it aside a little bit. Cause I, I felt it was time to, to start writing about my experience and what happened to me and what got me into the field. So, um, I, I'm a better, <laughs> I found out I'm a better radio host than I am a writer. So it's, <laughs> I'm on a, I'm on a slow, <laughs> I'm on a slow curve on that one. But, uh, I am, I am, uh, writing, uh, and, uh, you know, one of these days, uh, hopefully we can put it out there and, and, um, and, my main goal is to help people. I'm not here to prove that there are ghosts. I'm not here to prove, you know, the paranormal exists. Either you believe it or you don't. My, my purpose here is to help people.
0: Now for this one, I'm talking strictly about the TV shows more than radio. Cause radio, I mean, you know, we all know about coast to coast AM with Art Bell, not with George Norrie. Right. So it's been around forever. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's just something about radio, maybe a little bias. Cause, you know, I, I come from there, but it, it, people believe when we, well, whatever we say on these things on the microphone, more than when you what you see on television. But you've been on on a lot of the uh, some of the ghost hunter type of shows and and other um, documentaries on, on the paranormal. But do you think that those kind of shows, especially I'm talking about the, uh, the like the ghost hunter type of type of shows, do those help the uh, paranormal community or hurt them? By hurt, I mean like people. Don't really take it to the thing is just uh, oh, it's just something for for a TV show that you see on there. The, yeah. What's your take on that?
3: Well, you know, I think it's a double-edged sword, uh, really. Uh, I, I truly believe that if uh, you know Jason Hawes and um, and Grant didn't come out with Ghost Hunters and um, kind of bring it to the forefront, um, people would still be kind of in the dark ages about it, afraid to talk about it. Will think you're crazy uh, if you're having an experience, and that's you know that's a funny thing. That's normally the first thing people say to me: "You're going to think I'm crazy." And, <laughs> and sometimes I say, "Yeah, I do think you're crazy," but not <laughs> but most of the time. Not, um, uh, but I think it's a double-edged sword, being that it kicked off um, a lot of. People out there saying, hey, if they could do it on TV, I can do it too. And if you're doing it for fun, if you're doing it for just, you know, to entertain yourself, great. But if you think that you can put a website out there, everybody wear dark sunglasses and black shirts and, you know, and you're a team and you know what you're doing, it's a dangerous, dangerous Situation And it puts a lot of people in, in dire straits. Um, a lot of teams out there will go out there, egg things on, get a, get some evidence, and then leave uh, the clients hanging. That's not a good thing. Um, normally, myself or Devin or other people that have been in the field a long time were called out after that to kind of try to clean up the mess. Yeah. Um, but again, had they not come out, had we not had – Shows like that, um, we, we'd still be afraid to talk about these kind of things. Now, is, there, is it entertainment? A lot of it's entertainment. I mean, I've been behind the cameras. Uh, a lot of times I don't like it, but a lot of times, I mean, you're redoing things over and over and over so you can get the shot. Um, normally, <laughs> normally, for the camera, you'll be at a, a site for three, four, five, maybe longer, days. Just redoing really it over and over and over again. It's kind of hard to really capture actual evidence and, and, um, you know, and really truly help people. And that's why most of the shows are, are, they're doing just locations, you know, old abandoned, you know, jails or warehouses or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but, uh, it's, I think it's, there's, there's good and bad to it. And, um, but foremost, it allowed us to to be where we are today, where we can actually I can be here with you and talking about it and sharing.
1: So obviously, the shows uh, you think in pop culture had something to do it with it. But why do you think there's been more of an acceptance in the paranormal?
3: Well, I just just because the fact that now I think a lot of people experience these things growing up as children and. Has always been, a, you know, it's always been told by their parents or whatnot that, you know, oh, you didn't see that. That's not real. Just go back to sleep, you know, those types of things. And now they're able to, to talk to people like myself or Devin or whoever and get out there and say, hey, look, it not only happened to me, it happens to them too. So I'm, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm, maybe I am normal. Maybe this, it does happen to other people. And they can get some sort of acceptance that way, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes they they might be crazy, but for a whole different reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, totally paranormal. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so- believe
3: me, everything i I can tell you, over 600 plus cases, and not every single one of them have been paranormal, believe me.
0: Yeah, so all of you this is a, a little bit of a taste i know it's the geek speak show but it is a little bit of a taste what our new show paranormal perception this is what it's going to sound like and those of you who are going to be there this weekend in crystal lake this is what you're going to hear live see us do their uh well i'll put it quotations on stage over there uh where, wherever we end up sitting but you, you guys can come up say hello doug will be there a lot of people will be there so talk mm-hmm. about what you're going to be doing at, at the tahoe biltmore parry retreat doug
3: well, you know, I'm going to be hanging out a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be signing autographs and giving away pictures. And
3: um, I have an event that's coming up in a couple of months. So I'm going to be handing out some flyers. And, but uh, one thing, if, you, if everybody around 1145 on, on Saturday morning, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a, a workshop about extreme haunting. So um, share a little bit about my experience a little bit more and uh, how to identify spirits and things of that nature. Uh, so if anybody can come out and, and join me I'd love to see you there. Free hugs,
0: believe me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like hugs especially when they're free. Now uh, we're going to be out there, we're going to have our cameras. We'll do paranormal perception, but we're also going to be shooting a lot of the events. So if you're not able to attend cuz like I said it is sold out at this point. So if you're not able to attend, watch the week after. You'll see a lot of the other uh, workshops and a lot of the things. So you'll probably get some of Doug's uh, workshop on there on on um I'm not not sure what channel it's going to be on yet i'll let you guys know pretty soon but that's what's to happen again this coming weekend in crystal bay nevada doug carnahan thanks a lot for coming on we will talk to you while we're over there we'll have a longer and i can tell by our conversation a lot more fun interview on camera and on our microphones at the, when we're there in crystal bay this weekend
3: well awesome i look forward to it thank you again for having me on the show i appreciate that
0: Thanks a lot, Doug, and we will talk to you later. That was our first ever chat with Doug. A few days later, Paranormal Perception made its debut live during the Tahoe Biltmore event in Lake Tahoe. Doug was there and he sat down for his one for his first of many face-to-face conversations with us. You can hear that conversation next. This is not the same old paranormal. Paranormal Perception will be right back. alien soda company is where you'll find a variety of paranormal and pop culture themed t-shirts art and other awesome gifts designed by paranormal researcher ken smith you'll find something that is uniquely you coffee mugs with ufo and alien designs cryptids ghost hunting and more and it's not just coffee mugs you'll find posters and art for your home or office even shower curtains with a ouija board bigfoot or other paranormal design New products are added regularly, so visit aliensodacompany.shop today and browse through all of their products. Just for Paranormal Perception listeners, you can use coupon code PERCEPTION at checkout and get 10% off your order. You can use that code as many times as you like, for grads or dads, or just for you. Visit aliensodacompany.shop and use coupon code PERCEPTION at checkout for 10% off your order. Alien Soda Company, for all things out of this
2: world. Welcome to Paralinked. This is the social media platform for paranormal engineers, investigators, and enthusiasts. Paralinked went live in 2023 with the mission to allow the collection of paranormal evidence throughout the globe. Join your new colleagues at Paralinked.com, and you will become part of the premier paranormal community. It is the definitive home for online paranormal studies and irrefutable paranormal evidence.
0: As we were starting this episode, I told you how we're now in the spooky season and how you need to get your wardrobe ready for the spooky season. But what about your phone? I know there's no decorations for the phone other than screensavers and some other stuff in the phone. What? There is actually. Well, it's. it's not really meant to be, but it is, you can use it as this, it's a phone, it's a wireless phone charger from coffincode.com. It's shaped like a coffin, like a coffin for your phone, not for you, not, not a life-size coffin. It's a coffin for your phone and it's available in the single plot, which obviously is for one phone, the double, or even the family plot, which fits up the four phones. You simply put it in, close the lid and your phone charges and you recharge from your phone and like i said because we're going into the spooky season okay we're actually in it already it doubles not just as a charger but it doubles as a halloween decoration for your phone so see 2 for 1 go to coffincode.com c o f f o n e.com and get your wireless charger and yeah okay your halloween decoration for your phone too coffincode.com lay your phone to rest now that we're officially in the spooky season how about spending a weekend with real ghosts and spirits you can do that at oc paracon anaheim's only paranormal conference yeah he's scary but he's not real meet real life ghostbusters and exorcists and those who have dealt with things scarier than michael Myers. there'll be spooky vendors psychic and numerology readings paranormal tv stars and more plus just added to the lineup a paranormal rap mini concert spend the weekend of october 6th through 8 with us in anaheim for oc paracon 2023 all info and tickets at ocparacon.com
2: if you're a fan of the paranormal world then you'll love WLTKDB Talk Radio. Talk shows bringing you the latest on everything paranormal, cryptozoological, metaphysical, true crime, psychic readings, and more. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com
0: your mind we know what scares you that's why we won't talk about what scares you keep listening you'll see why this show isn't the same old paranormal now back to paranormal perception. So this that you're about to hear is going to be the is the first time that Doug Carnahan and I met in person. It was during Paranormal Perceptions' live debut during the Haunted Tahoe Biltmore event, or organized by the Northern Nevada Ghost Hunters Group. John Zaffis was there. If you remember, he was on our very very first ever episode of Paranormal Perception. Jay Marie Yates were also there. I think that was actually the first time we met in person with them. Uh, that was also the first time that we met Dave Schrader in person. Many of our Panama friends were in attendance. Everybody sat down and recorded an interview with us. You could go back to season one back in 2018. You'll hear every single episode. But you know what? Basically, Panama Perception's entire first season, now that I think about it, was recorded pretty much on that weekend. But here's the first Panama Perception interview with Doug Carnahan and Aaron and me also from back in 2018 during a haunted Tahoe Biltmore event.
2: This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows.
0: here we go, continuing on live. From the Tahoe Biltmore the uh, I guess we can say now The haunted we Tahoe can, Biltmore officially Yeah, over on the other show that we do This is Paranormal Perception But the other show that we do You guys heard leading up to the Tahoe We talked to a guest who's going We said he's going to be there Well, he's right here in front of us Doug Carnahan Doug, how are you doing? Hey, I'm
3: doing great And uh, again, thanks for uh, having me up here And chatting with you Absolutely,
0: our pleasure I mean, we just started as we are recording this I mean, but going fun so far? Oh, yeah
3: yeah, last night it was Liberace for about two hours <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> the greatest Liberace
0: <laughs> Those of you who are saying, what? what? Uh, n- well, okay, I was going to say, no, we didn't have too much to drink Okay, may- maybe, <laughs> but you'll get to see it Because we, we had cameras out there yeah. so you'll get to see it, again, on our Vimeo channel I'll tell you where it is later on yeah, So, uh, for fun. those who may be hearing you for the first time mm-hmm. Who is Doug Carney? Who's Doug Well,
3: that's... Why? That's a great question. Who is that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I've been involved in the paranormal field for 30-plus years. I'm what's known as an extreme haunted survivor. Yeah. Um, I've been investigating and researching the paranormal since the 80s, um, and that came from experiencing an actual demonic um, uh, attack that lasted about six months. And uh, that's how I got my start in the paranormal field.
0: Yeah, because like most people say, well, uh, my my aunt saw this, we saw that. No, you you were physically attacked.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, there, you get a lot of people that grew up in haunted houses or had experiences, you know, as a child or or whatever during their their lifetime. I, I wasn't privy to that. I didn't have a a childhood that, that was a, involved in any kind of paranormal activity, as far as I knew. I didn't have that openness, that sensibility right. that a lot of children uh, have that can see things. As far as I recall as a child, I didn't have that. So I was well into my adulthood uh, before any of that happened. So once it did, it, it went full bore for me, and it uh, was quite an experience for, for as, as I said, about six months. It started with walking across the floor and getting uh, hit in the chest when I thought, actually I was getting hit with electricity, Yeah. But that wasn't the case, and uh, it, it grew from there over that course of time to being Punched, slapped, bitten, scratched, and even, as you can see, I'm a pretty good-sized guy. Picked up, tossed around like a little rag doll, and thrown around the house. Man. So that was my introduction to the paranormal.
1: And that was. Did you did you um, research the house? Was there any? Did you find a reason why that was happening?
3: You know, again, we're talking early '80s, yeah, mid early '80s, and um, the house itself. It was a townhouse. It was an apartment complex, um, and I was. What's going on, buddy? And I, um, <laughs> and I, Devin Sis being Devin Sis, and uh, I did when this first started. I was trying to get some sort of answers of what it possibly could have been. Uh, and I did seek out uh, the management and people that lived around me for some sort of uh, confirmation: was who lived there before? Was there, did they have any experiences? Is somebody dying house or, or what the situation was? I got zero. Wow. I didn't get any information whatsoever, the uh, management was, uh, wasn't was divulging any information. Uh, the people around me were newer than I was, so they had no knowledge of the prior people that, that lived there before I did.
1: Wow. So do you feel like since you do work in this field with a, like exceptionally extreme cases, do you mm-hmm. feel like in a way maybe they are drawn to you?
3: Do, do I feel like the spirits were drawn to me? You know, I, I truly believe, and I'm not. I tell you this right now. I wouldn't call myself a religious person. I'm more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of lean towards uh, more of the Native American type of spirituality. Um, so I don't know that um, it was it was really something that was drawn to me. But I do believe that in the long run, it was a test mm-hmm. to see if this guy could withstand what was being thrown at me. And with my Irish American background, I wasn't letting it have its way with me. In fact, I was encouraging it to to bring it on.
1: Hell yeah. And I
3: think basically what happened, and again, with my clients nowadays, uh, and I've had well over 600 plus cases I've been involved in in all the years, and most of those being dark, would never advise my clients nowadays to stand there and throw insults out and take the blow. Uh, there's other avenues to go, but I didn't know any better at that time, and so I truly believe, though I could have gone one or two ways. I could have, after the incident, I could have ran and hide, you know, hidden and be a, a victim all my life, or I could have did what I did, was I want to go find out more, and my thought personally was, if this is happening to me, it's got to be happening to other people, families, children. Mostly was my concern.
0: That actually came from I don't know if your ears were burning before we came to Lake Tahoe. You made quite an impression on on Aaron, especially. We were talking about yeah. you on the way here. Oh, really? Like you know all, all of that's you, why my ears were burning. Huh? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, like you said, you investigate not not I won't call them the fun ones, but the tame ones. We'll say, mm-hmm. but you investigate the extremes, the really really bad ones. Right. That's what that's what she was saying is. The, do you think that you, because of that you, you become like a magnet that the hello let's, there's Doug let's go get him
3: here's the, here's what happens when you be when you're involved in a demonic case yeah and you win you're not winning wars you're winning battles the, the war is still going um, I'll go into locations we'll off the bat we'll start doing EVPs or having recorders going and we'll play them back and though as we walk in the door we'll hear voices saying Doug's here here, here comes Doug Doug's here yeah. and it's like yeah they know I'm here and they know why I'm here so um, what there's there's a handful of us in the field that have experienced what I've experienced what we say is um, our names in the book the, the entities that are very dark and, and you know demonic if you want to go that direction um, they know who we are and they know why we're there and it's just it's another battle for them but again you have to remember it is a battle the war is constantly going on
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know something I've always wondered let me ask you since you deal with it is like you said you're you're not you're not you're not Catholic, you're not Catholic you're just mm-hmm. spiritual there's a lot of people who may not have anything any religion and anything right when, when if they get attacked, what can they invoke to get protected? Because they don't believe in anything.
3: Well, let me. <laughs> there's an old saying.
0: Or, um, nice knowing you, bye-bye. There's an old saying
3: <laughs> that I learned when I was in the service. There's no atheists in foxholes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so when you're when you're under attack, you grab a hold of something pretty quick. You have to have a belief system, even if you believe in trees or if you believe in, you know, if you're Jewish or Catholic. Or Protestant, or whatever it might be. Uh, there's something deep down inside you that you have to grab onto. If you don't, you're, you're pretty much doomed. Yeah. You're gonna live a life of being a victim. Um, two things about demonics uh, that people don't really realize somehow or another, you invited it. Somewhere along the line, playing with Ouija boards or tarot cards or just a simple. Um, you know, playing investigations and saying, you have permission to touch me. Or you have mm-hmm. permission to do this to me, to take my energy. You've invited that. Yeah. So once that door is open, once that invitation is open, then you can expect anything.
0: Yeah, I always compare that to, like, the vampire myth world. you have to invite the vampire in or it can't come in. Right. Kind of exactly. like that.
3: So unbeknownst to a lot of people and the way they... And they, they take a lot of this stuff from TV. And we talked about it the other day. It's a double... It's a yeah. double edged sword as far as I'm concerned. We learned a lot and we opened it up, but it's teaching us some bad stuff as well. So you yeah. gotta
0: Yeah, you mean like the ghost hunting and reality type of shows.
3: Exactly. I yeah. mean you gotta remember those are entertainment shows. Those yeah. are yeah. there to entertain you and you can't take everything for fact. And you can't definitely can't take the way they investigate as the way that you need to be doing it on your own. It's a very fine line. Yeah, because yeah. I mean,
0: according to them, anybody can put on black T-shirts, go out there, and say, "Oh my God, what is that?" Is nah. it, now you're, yeah. a you know, get their sunglasses.
3: Yeah, and do yeah.
1: Those. it's very and exploitative. You're- <laughs> yeah.
3: And you're, you got a team. You're good.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, for you, you 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 do it here. Well, we're in like Tahoe, but you do it back in the San Francisco Bay Area. If someone's listening to us because we're online, we're the, we you could be anywhere in the world, really. But if, if they think they're experiencing something, what what advice would you give them? First of all, uh, call someone or see if it is real or.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you if you truly believe, I mean, what what a good team or should go in and do is is eliminate a lot of a lot of possibilities, you know, before they even get involved in an investigation. Is there drugs in the house? Is there mental illness? Is there medication? You know, that type of thing. Are there any factors there that could um, be mistaken as possible paranormal activity? Uh, Once those are eliminated and you do feel and find that it could be a possibility of of something paranormal, um, then what I do is I send a a small team out, do an interview, do a walkthrough. See exactly what we're dealing with. And at that point, uh, there is uh, an investigation is warranted. And then we set one up and we go out and physically actually do it.
0: Okay. Now, everybody listening might be thinking, like, wow, this guy must be, like, real dark, real fun. He's a really fun guy. He really is. There's only our <laughs> second a fun interaction guy. with you. Yeah. <laughs> so so what, is, what does Doug do when he's not battling demons?
3: You know, um, I'm, I'm just a regular kind of guy. I actually live in Sonora. California, so I, up in the mountains and that keeps me busy and just there, you know, cutting wood and, yeah. <laughs> and taking care of the, the crazy animals that run in and off the, the property. Uh, I like to fish and um, I'm into sports and, you know, I just enjoy
1: yeah. traveling
3: and learning new things. Yeah. I
1: imagine you have to stay pretty pretty grounded when your job is being not grounded, being in like the other realm basically.
3: Yeah, I mean even even there, I mean it, it, it's important to be grounded. Yeah. It's important to have both feet on the ground, be mentally and physically sound and uh, I got to work on that a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> not the middle I'm a, part. I'm, I'm right maybe. there. <laughs> but no, uh, and be um, be prepared. Just be I, I like to go in not knowing too much and not having expectations. You know, the the worst thing in the world is somebody Tell you, oh, there's a, a little girl named Sarah, spirit that stands in the corner and and calls out your name. So you got investigators standing in a corner for six hours calling Sarah all night. <laughs> when the actual inve- investigation <laughs> is behind you, yeah. Now, what the heck's going on over there? <laughs> but yeah, I like to go in and um, um, I'm I will debunk stuff left and right. But if if we can't do it, then we're we're dealing with the truth. Yeah, and we're dealing with the real deal. Mm-hmm. And not all spirits are negative, believe me. There there's spirits that are uh, you know, just lost souls come come to visit. Um, and people mistake that as being something negative. It's not always negative.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned when you were on with us, you're writing the book, so be on the lookout for that. But where else can they find out more about Doug Carnegie? Well,
3: you know, I, I do have a, a little website just to give you a little background about me. It's yeah. it's pretty easy. It's dm Carnahan, so that's C A R N A H A N P I for Paranormal Investigator.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, it's Douglas M. Carnahan, and I'm all over there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean and then we're at paracons like this and you know, I people reach out from all over the world and just wanna touch base, throw a picture at me or you know, ask me a question, I'm there there to help.
0: As much as I possibly can. Yeah, so, Doug Carnahan, thanks a lot for taking some time. We're going to let you go only because you got a workshop to get to. Yeah, gotta go up there and keep famous. enjoying, uh, as we're recording this, keep enjoying the para retreat and we will we'll, well, I'm sure we'll have you on Paranormal oh, Consulting. I again. really
3: appreciate it. It's good to thanks see you in
0: person. Thank you. Obviously, Doug made a great impression on me because I asked him to be our paranormal consultant about a we or actually a few days after that, after the uh, Tahoe Biltmer event, and, uh, honestly. And, and he did, obviously, as you remember he became our first paranormal consultant so he came on on a semi a more semi regular basis and he would add his well i don't say 2 cents but his 20 cents sometimes 20 dollars worth of advice you know when uh, when he knew and obviously he'd been doing it a lot longer he did know a lot more about the paranormal than we did he would either correct us or add to what we were talking about or, or talk to some of the guests that were on there and it was great Everybody loved hearing Doug, because a lot of people in the, in the community, they knew, in the paranormal community, they knew Doug. They've been to his Paracons, they've done, done a lot of stuff with Doug, so it was great hearing him, uh, on a, like I said, on a semi-regular basis on Paranormal Perception. Yeah, Doug invited, the, invited us, Paranormal Perception, to all of his events, including Virginia City Paracon, and friendship began that lasted, well, it lasted all the way until his sudden death in September of 2020. Uh, it, to me, it was only about just about two years, a little, little, about two and a half years to me. It felt like forever in a great way. I was very close to Doug and, and he, to me and, and also my family. I, I do miss having him around, not just here on the show, but the call and ask for life advice. I really missed him last year, honestly, during OC Paracon after, after all. He was, Doug was the inspiration for me, even wanting to do something like O.C. Paracon. And many of the guest speakers at O.C. Paracon and some of the attendees, uh, some of them who used to go, in fact, to Virginia City Paracon and some of um, Doug's other uh, Paracons, they came up to me and they told me that he would have been proud of the way I put O.C. Paracon together. I know, I know he would have been. Now, I gotta say, I honestly, I, I don't miss Doug Too much. I actually see him every day and every week, really, when I'm recording the show. In fact, I'm looking at him right now. He's right here in front of me. I have some of his ashes here in the studio, and a couple of the mementos of him that were given to me by his daughter. She knows how close we were. In fact, she she jokingly calls me her other big brother because of that. So as I was carefully getting Doug ready to travel with us as we temporarily vacate the studio for this week, I thought you know. Let me share some, some of my first memories with all of, with all of you, with, with me and, du- and Doug. I hope you enjoyed him, especially those of you who knew Doug. It was should have been nice hearing him and hearing that Doug laugh again. That's something that not just me, but all of us who knew him definitely miss his, his Doug laugh. And you all know what I mean when I say that, who knew him. So next week will be, I th- Think we should be. We'll be back in the studio. Oh, well, I should tell you a brighter studio because we be doing the uh, the lighting and uh, well, just technical stuff. But we should be back in the studio and back with an all new episode. I well, I have kind of an idea. I may have to reschedule if we can't use the studio. But I have an idea what I'm going to talk about. But hope you can uh, be back with us next week because it's will Hopefully, be a brand new episode and a brand new perception of the paranormal until that next time you can follow the show on facebook instagram and tiktok all under paranormal perception the show's youtube channel is at paranormal perception 2020 you'll find event coverage interviews and all oc paracon footage there use henry at paranormal perception.show to email about being a guest on the show having henry on your show or any questions or comments about Paranormal Perception. Tell your friends about Paranormal Perception. You're ready, obviously, but are they ready for not the Sable Paranormal? Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. Paranormal Perception was produced by 22Creations Multimedia, LLC.